0: Hi friends, I'm Erin from Wayland Farms and Erin Wayland Online, and this is a podcast about my family's homesteading journey. From an urban farm in Washington State to 100 plus acres in Tennessee, this is our journey of how we got to where we are and how we are building our homestead from the ground up. Well, hello friends. I am so excited to come to you today. Um, first off, we are back, well, I think I said last week, we're back doing school, we're back on a schedule, which has been very nice. I always love like the release of summer and the freedom that it brings, but I also love the structure of fall and just being back to school and being on a schedule. And before we left Washington, my mom actually, um, she did like a sewing day every week with the kids and she would come over to our house and we had a lot more room back then too. We had our whole downstairs area and so they would sew together, Tyron and Evelyn and my mom, They've made tons of different things, pillows, um, like mats for your um table when you eat, like tons of different stuff. And they just have such a blast. And obviously, like we moved, they weren't here, and then they moved and they've been doing a ton of construction of their house. And so today for the first time they have a little shed that she calls it her craft shed now or her sewing shed But my brother originally lived there while he was kind of searching for an apartment and everything when he moved to Tennessee with us Because again, we moved from Washington to Tennessee Um, We me and my husband came first with our kids didn't know anyone else was coming My parents decided to join a few months later and my brother was just like what the heck I'll come too And so he also came Um, And so now it's been converted after he moved out to the sewing slash craft shed. And my mom's sister um, has actually come up from Texas. She lives in Texas. And so it's about a 12 hour drive. Um, So her and her husband came up and they're sewing with the kids today. Actually, they're sewing with Evelyn. Tyron apparently is making a a birdhouse with grandpa and um, my aunt Sonia's husband today. So they're having fun and the house is quiet. Um, I got to listen to some podcasts. I got to water my garden in peace. Like I enjoy them being here so much, but it is nice to carve out an hour or two of just like quiet and I'm so excited to talk to you guys about the kitchen because we really delved into like the pantry storage cleaning aspect last time and if you guys have been following along on Instagram I'm sharing all of my dinners that I make um, all of this month. And so I think I actually started on day four because I didn't really get the idea and I'm very spontaneous. So I was like, whatever, we'll just dive in. It's almost a whole month anyhow. Um, And so I've been sharing recipes. um, I've been sharing how I kind of use leftovers for different things and for sandwiches instead of deli meat and just tons of different stuff. So if you if that like interests you and you are really a home-based meal family or you want to become a home-based meal family, we like we've eaten out once this month at one of our local um, our barbecue festival and that was the only dinner that we have eaten outside of the home all this month and I honestly prefer it that way. I don't mind going out to eat but I usually feel like crap <laughs> the next day after I go out to eat because my I just were in such a rhythm here and the food that we bring into our home that um, it just throws me off kilter. I don't know if it's getting old. It's probably all those things um, but I just really enjoy eating from home and so so we're talking about the kitchen and making it efficient so that we want to eat from home and it's easier easier to prepare our meals and it's Fun um, because I really think that something that takes up a big portion of our lives. I mean, whether you eat out, you know, half the time and eat at home half the time or whatever, like it's there's still a large portion of your day where you're in the kitchen as a mother or as a homemaker. Um, and so we want to love the area that we're in. Um, and so we're going to love on our kitchen today and it's going to love us back and it's going to be perfect for the rest of um, the year. And so um, I titled this episode Harmony um, in the Homestead Kitchen, your guide to organizing, decluttering, and efficiency. Um, And so first I wanna kind of talk about the different kinds of kitchens because to work in our kitchen and to love our kitchen, we need to love the layout and how we have it. And we also, I think, need to be open to options of how people do things differently because maybe we'll appreciate that. Maybe it won't be something we want or maybe it's something that we can add in or have these with or just like, I don't know, I draw inspiration from people or even from kitchens that I know aren't super my style, but there's a few things that I just genuinely really love and I think can fit in my space. And so I will um, take those and I'll try to implement them in my space. And so this is just, um, we're just going to talk about that first and then just kind of get into all the nitty gritty of the kitchen. So let us begin. Okay. So first off, we are going to talk modern versus unfitted traditional kitchens. And so unfitted kitchen i don't know if you have heard of that before Uh, it was fairly new to me um several months ago like honestly i've i've loved the style of an unfitted kitchen for a long time i didn't know the name of it though and so unfitted kitchen is basically like (laughs) there's not you don't have all of the drawers and everything attached to the walls it's unfitted they have a sink and that that's stationary but But it could be like a pie cabinet that you use for your spice rack or it could be an old chopping block that you use for like your center island. It's not um, actual like counters and everything attached to the walls. It is a movable kitchen where you can basically rearrange it whenever you feel like like obviously the plumbing is going to stay in the same spot. So you're going to have limited access as far as like plumbing moving around and your fridge and things like that. But everything else is just kind of like what you want it to be and I genuinely love that for one because it offers so much variety and you can change things out as you want and two traditional cabinets and things are so expensive (laughs) and so if there's a way to get around that or to make a kitchen that doesn't maybe have that traditionality in it um, it would be it it could be very um, freeing for some people um, and maybe budget-friendly depending on what you want to do so to begin our exploration here, we're going to consider the dynamics of the modern kitchen versus the infinite. So in a modern kitchen, organization is, it thrives through efficient design. You can employ a variety of storage solutions, um, pull out, right? You see these on Instagram all the time, on TikTok, like those cool pull-off spice racks, the deep drawers with dividers, um, the utensil drawers, the adjustable shelves for pots and pans, like they make everything so amazing now like you see some of these kitchens and these these spots that normally would have been a waste of space and how they've utilized them and it's pretty darn cool and so there is there is a lot to be said for the modern kitchen and I'm just saying modern in in the source of like it doesn't have to look modern like aesthetic wise like bare or empty or not like decor modern just like modern as in efficiencies that lot of people would walk into a kitchen and want and i would probably say the general population would want a kitchen like that especially if you're in a builder grade home or something like that it's going to be very hard to do an unfitted kitchen except by intentionally trying to do that um which will probably cost more money in the long run if your kitchen's already set up and so you kind of have to work a lot of times with what you have and how your house functions best you know we live in a 100-year-old home. And so our home traditionally at the beginning was an unfitted kitchen. And they have brought in a lot of um, design and things to our specific house that I don't love. And I do want to bring in more to that unfitted kitchen because I feel like that's what it was originally. And so you have to decide what your house would work best as, what's most cost-efficient for you, and what you really enjoy. And those three factors are gonna play into how you're going to design and set up your space. And if that means like long-term, you hate what you have, and you want to save up and you have these goals, then definitely set those intentions and work towards those. Um, but there's so many things you can do within your space. Like right now in my kitchen, um, I'll link it down below, but we came into our kitchen and it was pink, pink and teal, you know, not my colors, maybe someone else's not my colors. And the kitchen counters were like a, they were like a builder grade flecked like vinyl or linoleum or whatever. I don't know even what it's called. Uh, I hated them because they were dark and yucky. And so I did a like enamel um, pour over the top and made them look marble with like white with a gray marble in it. Um, it was a $200 fix to a solution that it, took a, it was like a Band-Aid. It's like lipstick on a pig. <laughs> this kid, I painted the walls. I did some Sharpie. Um, sh- I call it Sharpie shiplap. So I just drew lines as would be shiplap on a wall. Again, I'll link all this so you guys can kind of see what I did. But, and I just painted everything because it's not how it's going to be, but I couldn't live with it how it was. And so I had to find a good medium to where I enjoyed being in the space because I am a content creator as far as I love sharing recipes on my blog, online. I love cooking, I love canning, I love doing all those things. And the kitchen, you guys, it made me sad. Every time I came in, I was depressed and that is not me. And so I knew I had to fix that right away by just taking a couple hundred dollars, investing in paint and investing in a couple things. Um, Our dishwasher doesn't work. I've actually, um, fun fact, in the three houses I've had, all dishwashers have been broken and I have never replaced them just because I don't, I don't love dishwashers. I don't know. I find that my dishes are just gone in there and I feel like I never have enough dishes when I have a dishwasher because half of them are always in the dishwasher instead of just like washing as I use and drying them on the drying rack and putting them away. So I know that's like definitely 90% of the population does not agree with me on that. But uh, right now I'm using it to store my linens. (laughs) (laughs) I have linens in there and um I did just a curtain rod and I did a fabric curtain and I put it over the dishwasher and I also did a fabric curtain they removed all of it's like open shelving but not because it wasn't made to be open shelving they just took the doors off of all of the cabinets and um painted them white which is fine but there was a few that I have stuff that I wanted to hide and so I put a curtain up for that as well so I feel like I'm getting off topic, but anyhow. Traditional versus unfitted. So traditional, modern, you go with what you, what you want, you go with your gut, um, but the unfitted kitchen does add some timeless rustic charm to your home if it's something that could fit well within your home. Next topic is maximizing our counter space because when you walk into a home or walk into the kitchen, the first thing you're going to really like your eyes are going to go to is the counters and what is on the counters. Um, and countertop, that's precious real estate and it deserves full consideration. We don't want it too cluttered, but we do want the items that we utilize a lot to be on there while also looking decent because we don't want if you use your Kitchen KitchenAid every day, you're not going to want to pull it out. From underneath the counter i mean maybe some people will but most of the time you just want it there you want it ready to go and so you want it in a spot that you utilize well but that it also goes well in um and so and again you want all of your baking supplies around that KitchenAid so you're not going across the kitchen every time you need a half cup or a one cup and then coming back you try to make these centers within your kitchen where if your KitchenAid's here then within two feet of your KitchenAid is the spice rack that you use for most of your uh, spices for your desserts or whatever that you're making with your KitchenAid often bread your yeast your things like that um we kind of want to set up centers in our kitchen. And the same thing goes for, I kind of have like a, a fermentation station like for my fermented stuff so a lot of times I have kefir out on the counter I'm making kefir which is a fermented milk drink it's a so full of probiotics um you use kefir grains to make it you sit on the counter for usually about 24 hours I know it sounds weird to set milk out on the counter um but I usually use my raw milk put the kefir grains in it in a quart jar set it on the counter and then I will take that kefir and I will make um popsicles with in the summertime for the kids lately we've been um, forgoing the popsicles and I just make them smoothies in the morning mornings my kids don't super love breakfast food Um, and so again those are just things to consider when you're doing your kitchen and when you're organizing it. Um, it's like what you guys utilize a lot. So what needs to be very readily available to you and readily available to the kids. A lot of the times when we move into a house, we throw things in drawers and we're like, we'll change it out later. But we get busy with life and things just stay exactly how they were on the first day when we were just shoving stuff in drawers, trying to figure things out. And so a lot of times you really need to come back into our kitchen and go, is there a more effective way that I could be putting things so that my time is not spent running back and forth and back and forth across the kitchen because it might seem insignificant, but when you're going from one side of the kitchen to another multiple times, that really adds up. Um, And you can cut minutes or sometimes even like a half an hour off of what you're doing if you have everything organized and in the specific spots. And in the middle of organizing, it can just feel like a big hot mess. But I can guarantee you that once you find a pattern and a flow to your kitchen, It's going to help you for years and years. And so um, just carving out a weekend to do that, to just really be thinking about it for a while as you use your kitchen and then just kind of make these mental notes and then one day decide I'm gonna go in now and I am ready to move things around as I see fit and nothing has to stay. If you don't like it, put it back how it was or try a different position. This is your kitchen and you get to decide how it works best for you. But I have my kefir in that one spot. Um, I'll also make kimchi or different things like that with my cabbage. Um, And then I always have my sourdough starter fermenting on the counter as well. And so depending on the seasons, there'll be different things sitting on the counter. Um, But that's just kind of the cozy part of the kitchen too. It's like you come in and these kitchens are used kitchens. They are not for pretty I mean they are but they are to utilize and be pretty and I honestly think there's so much more beauty in a kitchen that you walk in and it feels alive you see the 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 food hanging like the dried herbs hanging you see the fermented stuff on the counter you know this kitchen is a gift to the family that lives within that home and that is so important um you can tell like I'm passionate about my kitchens you guys I can't help it um okay (laughs) So then let's do the decluttering and the donate because drawers, because drawers. And honestly, this is why I love open shelving because I feel like you obviously can't do that all the time with drawers. Like you do need drawers. There are things that need hidden. Not everything needs to be visible and pretty. Um, But I like open shelving because it makes me all the time question and organize and get rid of things that don't go so that I am, again, more clean and efficient Um, with my stuff but drawers you know you chuck things in there you forget about it you'll get to it later you swear you're going to use it and a year goes by and you haven't and so just like the pantry with the drawers I say pull them out at at least once a year usually with a change of seasons like spring and fall I find that it's a good idea but I will pull my drawers out I will pull all the containers out or the organizers out like your organizers for all of your silverware and I'm cleaning them I'm vacuuming the drawers I'm rubbing them down I'm washing them and I am deciding if I haven't used this, you know, meat cleaver in a year, do I really need it? Or if it's something that I do utilize every now and again, but it's not very often and it takes up space in a drawer and it makes it harder to find other things. Can I put it in a nice little labeled plastic container and put it in like a storage area where I can see it, it's labeled, I know where it is, and I can grab it when I need it. And it's not constantly in my way. Just like cake dishes and things like that. I used to have my cake dishes in my kitchen, but they were big and clunky and I was always digging around them. And I decided, you know, we have four birthdays in this house a year. Sometimes I'll make cakes for other people too, but these pans can live under my stairs and I can wash and clean them and use them whenever I need and put them right back under the stairs again so that I don't have to, they're just not an inconvenience in my way constantly, which they were when they were in my kitchen. So just really thinking about what can go. And you know what? If you need to buy it again, you can. I mean, if you don't use it very often, consider getting rid of it. Just trying. And then um, if you want, you know, if you're like, oh, I can't live with that, or even just putting it in storage for a little while. But I hate that because then you'll forget it's in storage, and then <laughs> and then it'll sit out in storage forever, and then you'll have to get rid of it like a second time. So just really use your best judgment, but do not be afraid to purge You know. If you have three spatulas but and, you, and you got rid of the fourth because it was cracked, don't keep broken cutlery. Please get rid of your broken stuff. Um, and you got rid of your broken one and you miss it, then go buy a brand new one that works better than the broken one anyhow. <laughs> Again, it's efficiency, it's um, aesthetics drive me and so having stuff that works well and looks good is very important um and your guests and everything will thank you too um especially if you have people over and they're seeing you in your kitchen you're using broken stuff and you're pulling things out of dusty drawers I mean that's not that's not getting their appetite you know up and ready and excited for the dinner you're about to feed them so thinking of that too like from a perspective of someone coming over as a guest how is this going to look to them when you're working in your kitchen um I think about that a lot for some reason probably because I enjoy really having guests over and I enjoy I don't ever have the meal like finished ready to go when they're here I like to invite them in my kitchen grab a seat pour a glass of wine chat with me while I'm chopping the last of the carrots or putting the salad together or maybe I'll put you to work too I really want it to be more of a like let's hang out together versus I'm just serving you like I enjoy that but I want it to be more like come be a part of this I'm welcoming you in um let's be friends so that's what I really enjoy um, about having people over for dinner so anyhow organizing clean it all clean it all up get rid of what you need to get rid of the next thing we need to talk about is the fridge and the freezer friends um because they can get rank okay like we need to go through there i have when we moved here i bought some um plastic drawers that i just slide inside out of my fridge they're probably like eight inches by i don't know 14 or something they just kind of fit right into the fridge and those things it's crazy how four of those in my in my fridge have just been such they're so they're so amazing. They have made my organization of my fridge so much better. Tyron and Travis love the little hummus cups. They love like the guacamole cups. You can get them from costco probably sam's club things like that you can get them anywhere um and so i have those cups and i take them out of because i would used to keep them in the paper containers that they came in and then you kind of like open up the little corner and put it in the fridge but then in the fridge with all the moisture and the and how cold it is it starts to like the cardboard gets all weird and wonky or the sides break open or someone rips it and then all the cups are falling all over the place and so i just take the plastic container out open the the cardboard box of all the guacamole or whatever and just set them in these trays and just slide them back in the fridge the string cheese I rip each one of them apart so that because when the kids rip it they always rip one open and just throw that one back in and it gets all rubbery and gross and so I will just individually rip all those set them in a tray push it in um, I have some of my favorite like a Lonnie drinks I'll put them in there shove it in There's at least seven in there cold in their little spot and I can just pull back out again and grab it. So it's just very, very useful. I have them in my freezer too. So if I'm freezing, um, can I cut a bunch of tomatoes and froze them. Well, I froze them and I put them in these little containers and slid them into my freezer to freeze, not only because then I can pull the container out, but because the containers are the perfect size of the same as my um, crock pot. So when I grab the tomatoes out and I put this frozen chunk of tomatoes in something, it fits within the crock pot because it froze in the same shape, something similar as my crock pot. And so, and I'll have the frozen corn in one and the frozen peas in one, and I'll have the meat on the top to the right, and I have the bacon in the bottom to the left, and I freeze my butter and rose in the door. Um, And so you just really go through, clean everything out, I'm not even joking. I have found dead flies in the back of my freezer. It's gross. I don't know why they go in there. I mean, it's one way to die, I guess. But, um,. <laughs> So sick. But especially the under the crisper drawers. You guys know what I'm talking about. You pull under the crisper drawers out and it looks like something was living under there. Like it's gross. And I clean my fridge all the time. I am very much a clean person. But you do. You have to clean your fridge at least two times a year. Really, really deep. And then I go through. Usually um, I do my big shopping trip at the beginning of the month. And so I'll pull all the stuff off the tops of each of the layers in my fridge. And I'll just run a cloth over real quick. Any kind of like milk that got dried in there. Or juice. Or some other substance that you have no idea what it is and you just clean it all out and just reorganize cut up your vegetables put them in specific containers (laughs) and just honestly like taking things out of the original packaging and putting it in usually better packaging and packaging that's visible to you makes a huge difference when you're making dinner and you need something and you can go in there and just easily see it grab it go because at the end of the day We're making our kitchen effective so that we can have quick, easy dinners and I'll have to spend hours and hours in the kitchen. And so that helps with that. Um, And then after you've done that to your fridge and your freezer, you know, just think, is there any place where I can do a Lazy Susan? Is there any place where I need a drawer drawer divider? Um, How many clear containers do you need? I have all these plastic, I guess... They used to be like Tupperware plastic containers where you put your cereal in um, and you'd like stack it in a row in your pantry. Well, I have that for like all of my noodles and all of my oats and my rice and additional sugar and things like that. I have them in there so that I can easily see them. The kids can easily see things so they can help me grab something as needed and just... Anything clear or glass works really well. Um, And then the same thing with uh, my spices and stuff. I like to take. I usually buy my spices in bulk. Anyhow, I buy a lot of my spices. Anything I don't grow and dry here, um, I buy from Mountain Rose Herbs. Typically, Um, unless I'm in a pinch and I'm out of something, I just have to grab it from the store. But Mountain Rose Herbs is a really good resource. They have organic, sustainable, um, amazing products. Like the the color difference. the herbs that you get from them from the store it's just wild and they just they taste so so good and so i will usually get half a pound a pound of certain things depending on if they're on sale and then i empty them into either quart or um pint jars depending on how much i use of it if it's something i use a ton i'm going to use a quart jar i use herbs and spices a lot and i use a heavy amount of them in all my dishes um, and so I will do that. I have labels that I put on them. You guys can refer to my past episode, the one just before this on pantry, cause I have links to all of those products that I use um, for my spices and stuff. But I have all those in glass, all those visible. They're on my shelves. They're beautiful. And I get to see them, grab them, use them. They're right around my stove. And my stove is right next to my KitchenAid. So that's kind of my section over there where I am just like in the moat. And it's all there. And I don't have to be jumping around all over my kitchen. Um, And then for our kitchen too, we didn't have a center island for our kitchen. But it was big enough for one. And so I found one out of Target. Honestly, you can antique and source these amazingly like butcher blocks things like that to put in the center like you'd be surprised when you look around your kitchen at areas that you're like i might be able to fit something here where that's like where i cut things at people get so mad at me on instagram because multiple times i have been scolded because the top of this is like a wood butcher block and i am not i don't i never grab out my um my cutting boards ever I just don't. They hang and they're decorative and I never use them. I just cut directly on the wood on my center island. And people, they come unglued. And I don't blame them because maybe if it was something I was going to keep forever, um, I might care more. But it's just a temporary thing just like everything else in my kitchen is right now. And I'm just brutal to it. I do use like the wood like polisher and all that kind of stuff but i chop right on it i figure it just adds character it's just eventually eventually one day it'll look like the original butcher blocks that are you know three four thousand dollars at the antique stores because everyone wants that rustic charm i'm just adding my own for free (laughs) um and then at the end of the day we're going to just talk about the power of a clean kitchen because i cannot emphasize enough the importance of Starting your day off with a clean kitchen, which means that at night, whether it's you, whether it's you and your husband, whether it's your kids, you're going in there and you are cleaning up everything. You're loading the dishwasher and starting it. If you have a dishwasher, if not, and you're like us, then you're washing dishes, someone's drying them and they're putting them away. So they're not even in your dish drainer to dry overnight. They are away and where they should be um you're gonna wipe off your countertops use that time to just like pull things away from the sides of the counters wipe everything down pull those crumbs down um if you need to spot clean the floor i don't mop every day but definitely i will spot clean if there's something sticky or something that's annoying i'll grab that check the counters rub anything down that needs to be like you there was some soup spilled on some counter or some drawer that got flung somewhere children spooning their food up you know um and at the end of all of that, make sure to take the garbage out. I don't care if it's half full or the full way full. Garbage stinks. And if you just let it fester all night long after everything you ate and all the trash put in there, it's gross. It's a gross way to start the day. You want to start the day with like the smell of freshly brewed coffee, not freshly brewed coffee with a side of stinky trash. So get that out of there. So when you're walking in the morning, your kitchen is pristine. There is like When I walk into my kitchen and it's a mess the next morning, I just start the day like, oh my gosh, I have to clean my kitchen. First thing I do, wake up, grab my coffee, clean the kitchen. Like, that's not fun. But walking into a beautiful, clean kitchen, starting your coffee, looking around and everything is in its place. You guys, it is such a mood booster. It's like making your bed in the morning. Okay, you make your bed, your bed's pretty all day long. It's kind of the same concept. Just make your kitchen before you go to bed. And it's going to be amazing. Trust me. It has changed my life. I'm not even joking. I am. I am very dramatic sometimes. So, um, and that's about it, you guys. So just really seeing how it works for you. There's no right or wrong way to do it, but it does need done so they can be efficient. And I know that each and every one of us have an area in our kitchen or a few areas where we can take and make things better than it was previously. So this is a fun episode. I was glad to chat with you guys today. Next episode, I'm going to talk about preparing kind of the homestead and the outdoor area like the farm for winter and whether that means like if you have a few gardens or if you have gardens and chickens or if you have like gardens and chickens and pigs and goats and other things like there's definitely considerations to have especially in the areas where we get pretty severe storms we have to think about things like power and water and all that kind of jazz super fun (laughs) not really but necessary so you don't feel completely overwhelmed and shook um when stuff happens. And so we're just going to kind of cover all those next week. So thank you for being here, friends, and I will talk to you then. Thank you for tuning in. If you found this episode enjoyable, please subscribe, leave a review, and share it with your fellow homesteading mamas.